Have you ever wished you had been taught how to study the Bible in depth? Because that is exactly what our partners, Chasing Sacred, are all about. Creating resources for studying the Bible that meet practical needs while also maintaining strong biblical literacy. The way they structure their studies are so purposeful, and they help readers understand the historical and cultural context, which is so important. They actually just came out with a new study on the book of Ephesians. You do not want to miss it. Just don't forget to put code abiding free for a 20% discount on any of their products. Click their link in our show notes and learn more about them at chasingsacred.com. Life can be messy and hard, but one of the things God has promised to give us is freedom. Freedom deep in our hearts that is not dependent on the ever-changing waves of circumstances, but set on the steadfast promises of God. This freedom gives us a secure identity, even with a broken past. It helps us have joy in parenting, even when we are completely exhausted. This freedom gives us love for our spouses, even when they are unlovable. And it can give us purpose in our careers, even if it's not the one we want. But I feel stuck sometimes, don't you? What does it really mean that Christ has set us free? That's why we're here. Welcome to the Abiding Free Podcast with Kristen and Shannon. We invite you to walk on this bumpy but beautiful journey toward freedom as we learn to abide in Him. Get ready for tears and laughter and everything in between. Because this podcast is about living from the truth that yes, it was for freedom that Christ has set you free. So glad to be here with you all today. We hope that you had a chance last week to listen to my story simply because we really want you to get to know these, you know, people behind our voices. And so I'm just thankful that we've had this chance to share our stories. And that's what we're doing today again is we are here to talk about Shannon and her story. I'm so excited, even as, you know, I think you can all probably relate even with your good friends. When you hear their story somewhere, there's new things that you learn about and about God's faithfulness. And so Shannon, thank you so much for your vulnerability and um, just really look forward to hearing from you today. Yeah, thanks, Ren. I I, I agree. I so enjoyed um, just hearing from you last week. So I'm excited to share today uh, just a little bit about what God's done in my life. I'm going to be framing my story or my testimony kind of around the five main lessons uh, that I've learned, struggles I've gone through on what I'm coining my freedom journey. So it kind of starts for me really with my parents. Just going back to that, my dad actually grew up. He had eight siblings. There was nine total. Six of Whoa. them. Yeah. So, I mean, huge family, right? Family. Yeah. And six of them died at a young age from drugs and alcohol. And there's just been a lot of, a lot of trauma uh, from in his background. And then my mom's dad died actually when she was 13. And so there was a whole story with that. And neither of them grew up in Christian homes. But the miracle is, that God saw them and he chose them, you know, and after they heard the gospel, it's like this incredible testimony that they have overnight, they changed their lives and started to follow Jesus with everything they had. And then shortly after that, they had me. So yeah, so I'm the oldest of four kids. And like I said, by the grace of God, I was raised in this first generation Christian home. I mean, I even remember a couple times my parents let homeless people that were trying to get their lives back together actually live with us and things like that really just stuck with me. Um, and just as an example, yeah. and I, I mean, we grew up with 
excuse me, we grew up with family game nights, uh, you know, date date nights with my dad. I remember it reminded me of your story, Kristen, because I remember falling asleep as the four of us were sleeping in our rooms, our three doors kind of faced each other. And my dad would play his acoustic guitar, just playing worship songs, just beautiful worship wow. songs and just falling asleep to that. Wow. And your story about how your mom yeah. would speak um, scripture over you as you were falling asleep, I think you said. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and just thinking about what a legacy he was leaving there. And I know um, one thing you may not get into is I'll just share with our listeners is just Shannon is an incredible um, worship leader and singer and um, it just makes me think about, you know, these legacies that, you know, hopefully by God's grace, we're, we're leaving what, what a beautiful one he left through music and worship. Yeah. And, and totally. And it's, um, a lot of those memories really have shaped a, a lot of who God's made me. And it's so interesting because at the time though, because I have so many amazing memories of my childhood, I never would have guessed that years down the road, you know, that reality of, of mental struggles and addiction would just totally shake our little family's world. And I'll get into that more in other episodes. But but honestly, from a young age, I really felt God speaking to me. I remember at around nine years old telling my dad that I just was committed to being baptized, committed to devoting my life to God. He had me memorize a bunch of catechisms. After I did that, kind of showing him my dedication, I got baptized. And that's you know where my journey with where my relationship with God really began. It was a, probably about two years after that when another major milestone in my life happened. I met this handsome little dude who asked me to be his girlfriend. I was around 11 years old. I said no because <laughs> I wasn't allowed. No, yeah. yeah. But um, by the 10th grade, probably after, so whatever that is, after years of pursuing me, I gave in and I fell hard. Obviously, I'm talking about my husband. And, oh, I love hearing that. Yeah. yeah. And, and we fell in love. It was a, We were around 15 years old. So... It was, it's been quite a journey. I remember when we first started dating, I was still just really, really focused on my relationship with God. I, I remember one day just thinking about my spiritual life, my relationship with God at that time. And I remember being so overwhelmed by uh, Matthew seven twenty one, actually, where Jesus is talking about what real true followers of Christ look like. I was so convicted by this at the time that I actually went to my principal. I went to this pretty good sized Christian school and I told them that I thought God was wanting me to share this message to the entire school. <laughs> and I, I remember sitting in the Amazing. chair. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and by some miracle, even though I think they'd only ever had adult males do chapel sermons, they had me, the 16-year-old, do the chapel sermon. Wow. Yeah. And it's so funny. My husband, Taylor, still, re- still talks about how he remembers just sitting in the chairs in the chapel and his face just being bright red oh, oh no. as his girlfriend, you know, stood on the stage preaching against compromising sexually oh, and yeah. justifying sin in our lives. <laughs> um, but, you know, gosh, fast forward a year and, you know, guess who began to compromise? And it was me, of course. And I think the crux of it is that I really began to idolize Taylor from that young age. And I'll tell you what, you want to ruin a beautiful thing. Let sin in and start allowing, you know, the things of this world to become the focal point of wow. of your heart's affections. And that's really what I did. And because of that, we honestly had a lot of struggles uh, through our dating life. Uh, fast forward to junior year in college. And, you know, that's he actually broke up with me for reals that time. And I mean, he wrote a goodbye letter to my dad. It was it was serious. And when I we have lots of stories <laughs> through that whole time in our life. But really, at this point, when he left me and I thought it was forever. You know, it wasn't just heartbreak for me. It was kind of complete collapse. Um, He had become my everything and I was just destroyed when it was over. 
I remember just waking up in the morning and just not wanting to open my eyes, you know, that type of thing. Um, so that's really when my first step to this freedom journey to walking in freedom in Christ really began. And that lesson that I had to learn that first step was repentance, repentance of my willful sin that I had allowed to come between my relationship with God and the surrender of my desires. I remember God impressing Philippians 4, 6 on my heart, you know, be anxious about nothing, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, just present your request to God. And then that peace that God promises will guard our hearts. And I just kind of followed that like a formula and just began to surrender, you know, my desires saying, God, this is what I want. I want to be married to this man that I'm in love with, but not my will, yours, and just releasing it to God. And that was a huge step. Um, in my journey to freedom. And then uh, that probably, we went actually many months without even speaking. Um, and that's where God was kind of teaching me this. And I was internalizing that truth, but long story short, we ended up months later, actually my Taylor and I were both in Europe and we were both ended up getting stranded separately. And through this crazy turn of events, we started talking again. And a few months after that, I told him I would never be his girlfriend again, you know, kind of like the whole all or nothing type of thing. (laughs) Uh Um, And then I think it was probably three weeks later, we were engaged. Wow. Yeah. So were people like, to who? Yeah, (laughs) because it was so fast. Yeah, it was. Yeah, our our friends and (laughs) our friends specifically were just completely shocked. Wow. Yeah. And then we got married five months later. Um, So yeah, it was quite the whirlwind. But it was really interesting because as I walk started to walk in in that surrender of my desires the next hurdle and the next lesson that I needed to learn in this freedom journey probably came in the second year of our marriage and that was when God addressed my pride. Wow. Yeah, it was see I'm a very outspoken person. I'm super get super passionate about things, super hyper focused on things and at that time in my life I was very 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 passionate about politics very passionate about my about the Republican Party and about condemning, you know, the quote unquote bad sins in the world. And I had really chosen what my Christian life was supposed to be focused on. You know, I had chosen where my energy was supposed to go to uh, instead of seeing what God wanted me to be the most passionate about. And it was so interesting. There was one night when we were at a barbecue and a man from our church basically called me out when I was on this political rant. And he told me just the way I was talking kind of the position of my heart is not what God would want. And he straight up called me out and I was so pissed at him for telling me that. Oh my gosh. I was committed to just set out to prove him wrong. (laughs) It was, um, I I remember just my mind just whirling and I ended up spending hours diving in specifically to the gospels. We ended up um, corresponding through email. We probably wrote about 50 pages, single spaced, just debating back and forth. But the strangest thing happened when I did that is as I dove into the gospels, I began to get to know the Jesus that I had said that I loved all those years, wow. if that makes sense. Wow. That gives me chills. That's awesome. Yeah. It, um, man. And I was just humbled, wow. just majorly humbled. Mm-hmm. And I, I began to shift my thinking that instead of going to the Bible, instead of going to scripture to prove my points, I began to go to learn about Jesus and let him change me from the inside out. Mm-hmm. Um, I started to, you know, I took off the Shannon colored glasses that I would use when I was reading scripture, you know, basing, looking at scripture to add to what I had already interpreted life to be about and instead went to the scripture to frame the truth for me. Um, And it was a big shift for me. And and I began to just 
see God's heart for me. And I just remember first John three sixteen. you know, this is how you know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters, just really being impressed upon my heart. And I began to ask God to just open my eyes to the hurting around us. Wow. Yeah. I feel like I've seen God do that. I just love hearing that because I feel like God does that a lot um, when he first opens our eyes to things is is puts them on others. Yeah. It's like first on him and then he directs them also to others. I love. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You see, even seeing that in scripture, I think yeah. you've, I've heard you say that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it was it was incredible. And he began to open our eyes, Taylor and my husband, Taylor and my eyes just to the things that you don't even see all around you when you're focused on yourself, uh, you know, like an there was an, you know, an older couple whose wife, an an older gentleman whose wife had died. And for, you know, a couple of years, we had never even noticed him. We began to see him and be able to minister him, minister to him. And as we kind of began to walk with our eyes more open to that stuff, God continued to impress upon my heart serving. And one morning I actually heard about the reality of child trafficking. And this was probably, you know, 13 years ago. So it wasn't really a hot topic. And I was just I was floored and I knew it was something that God was calling me to. And I actually, I got on my knees and I wrote a physical contract with God. And I, I said, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it was, I, I wrote, I can't, you know, I, I said, I can't do this, you know, but God, if you do something with my passions, with my gifts, mm-hmm. I'll give everything to you. And I will tell you what, after I did that miracles, complete miracles began to happen. And Taylor and I started a nonprofit in 2010 mm-hmm. It's called Forever Found, and it's grown into the primary re- primary resource for domestic minor sex trafficking victims in two different counties in California. And we also run a home in India for 73. Right now, we have 73 kids. So incredible to see how yeah. where it's come and where it's going. It's- I don't know about you, but sometimes I struggle with motivation to get into God's Word, and I love adding some aesthetic beauty and note-taking to my Bible study with the Mr. Pen Selah Bible Journaling Kit. This classy and beautiful kit comes with everything you need to add some fun and color to your study. This set comes with Bible tabs, highlighters and pens, stickers with a modern script font, gold cross paper clips, transparent sticky notes, and a lovely cream and gold supplies pouch to hold it all together. And today you can get a discount on the Selah Bible Journaling Collection on Amazon with the discount code SELAHKIT24. Use SELAHKIT24 on Amazon for a discount today. Wow. Yeah, it's in, it's incredible to see what God's done. And but that's where it started was him changing our hearts and him humbling us. And I, but I'll tell you what, you jump out in faith and you start fighting the good fight and guess who's going to want to oppose you? Mm, you know, the enemy. Wow. The enemy. Mm. Satan is going to want to start opposing you and and that's what happened and that's really where the third barrier barrier to my freedom journey came and and that was in me learning to surrender to God's authority no matter what the circumstances were or no matter what the trials were so uh, as i said i think i think i already said this i have four kids and when my second amazing beautiful son was born in 2013. I, I mean, I fell immediately in love with this kid, just head over heels in love with him. Uh, unfortunately, his little body was in a lot of pain. And simultaneously at this time, uh, my ongoing autoimmune conditions and other un- undiagnosed problems kind of had gotten severely worse. And I was in, I was in chronic pain. 
And I, I remember one month just sticking out in my head specifically, we were under construction in, in a new home at the time. My son was having a harder season and gosh, he was screaming in pain a lot. Wow. And, and this is different than crying. It's it's just a different sound. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain wow. it. Yeah. Um, you know, and then I obviously, like I said, I just felt so sick so, so much. It was just so hard to to get up and out of bed just because of my fit, the way I physically felt my son couldn't nurse because of his GI problems, but he also couldn't take any formula. I had to pump full time, uh, then slowly feed him the bottle. I was actually also making homemade formula to supplement. I'd have to go down to the Valley to get um, organic chicken liver and then grind it. It was just like this crazy. Anyways. um, And at the same time as all this was happening, I was walking through these horrific tragedies with my family. And needless to say, mentally, I was not doing well. Uh, many nights, my, my son would sleep for maybe 45 minutes at a time, and then he'd wake up and need to be held. But I mean, that wouldn't even settle him. I, I had scratches on my chest just from him clawing at me because he just was trying to, uh, he was so uncomfortable. Uh, gosh, I was so sleep deprived mm. and just traumatized from watching this little baby I loved hurting um, and just very anxious. Ugh. I was very, very anxious. Wow. And one night I remember just being in like one of like a silent rage, I, I would call it. Mm. Yeah. And I remember just screaming at God. Mm. And, um, and man, he has, I, I mean, I have just repented of that so much because that is honestly the worst thing I've ever done. Mm. Wow. Um, and you know what the most amazing thing is? Even though my response to the trials was so poor. God did not give up on me. Mm, he never let you go. No, he didn't. And he yeah. he slowly began to pull me out of my despair. Wow. And he began to put the word freedom in my head so, <laughs> so deeply. And this just became a plea because I felt trapped. I felt so trapped. And what's crazy is because I, I, I was a believer. I was a believer, but I just felt trapped. And it's so, so cool looking back. But the first thing that God really began to teach me as he pulled me out of that despair was gratitude. Wow. Yeah. It's open your eyes to that. Open, wow. Yeah. That was, Incredible. that was one of the first things. And he, he started, you know, just gratitude for eyes that can see, you know, for grass, that's green for, you know, the way, you know, rainbows light up in the bubbles when you're doing washing dishes, <laughs> you know, just yeah, these little things, sweet little things. Exactly. Mm. And he began to teach me that I don't deserve anything. Mm. It is all a gift from the author of life and he can do what he wants with my days. And I remember telling myself and I had him on cards written around my house, you know, if he wants me to care for a hurting kid and be in pain myself every day, like that's his choice. It's not mine because I'm his and I've committed my life to him. And I think that this lesson, it, I mean, this was a really huge step for me. This was um, absolutely vital to, to me learning to walk in freedom. I, I look at a journal excerpt excerpt recently from a t- that from back at that time that I had written, and I said, and I wrote, "Freedom, oh, I've tasted." And oh my gosh, I just I just wanted more. That's beautiful, yeah, wow, yeah. Um, okay. So yeah. So anyways, the years went on, um, and God was teaching me these amazing lessons, but my physical brain and my physical body were just needing physical healing, Mm. (laughs) physical attention. Um, and you know, like I said, my four kids that I've been blessed with uh, were absolute miracles. Um, but my body did get severely worse with each child that I had. And, um, and yeah, and my physical brain just hadn't required, re- recovered from those 
traumas basically that I had been through. So that's kind of the fourth step that I identified in my story. And that was learning to ask for help, mm. which doesn't come natural for me, to be honest. Yeah. Not at all. Mm. Um, I, I ended up finding this Christian psychologist who basically identified uh, my PTSD and taught me how to invite the Holy Spirit into helping me just let my brain heal. Wow. Yeah. Uh, what a starting point. Yeah. For, yeah. Seeing how it connected to the the body and mind. and Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And and I mean, I think we should dive into this in later episodes because I think it's really key Huge. to a lot of people who've been through <clears throat> yeah. traumas. Um, it was for me, but um, with the help of this, my psychologist, I, I actually allowed myself to dive deep into these past hurts and just I begin to identify triggers and ask God to meet me in those dark places where I hadn't really let my mind go to. And I cannot overstate like the healing that began to happen in my actual brain. Um, and what's really interesting is that at the same time, after kind of years of searching for answers medically for all of the stuff I had been going through, I, I started finally finding the right doctors and getting some answers, which to anybody who has chronic pain, anybody who's listening, I mean, that is a huge step in and of itself. Mm, finding the right doctors. Yeah. You know, and I just want to, <laughs> wow. you know, sympathize with anybody who's listening because that is such, it can be so discouraging. And anyway, so that was, that was happening. I was starting to get answers and starting to get matched with the people who could help me at the same time as God was kind of helping my brain heal. Mm. And I don't know, just in case it's helpful to give you guys like a framework on some of my health trials. Um, in the last decade, I've been diagnosed with well over a dozen significant significant medical conditions, uh, some requiring invasive surgeries, gosh, everything from Sjogren's, which is an autoimmune stuff, to anemia, endometriosis, IBS, SIBO, esophageal immotility, my esophagus, it just doesn't work. It doesn't um, contract. Uh, subventricular tachycardia, you know, mitral valve regurgitation, pelvic prolapse, hiatal hernias, you know, skin stuff, et cetera. And thankfully, now they've identified that a lot of it is due to a connective tissue disease called Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. Um, but it's, yeah, it's been a lot. I mean, <clears throat> for someone who doesn't struggle with that, it's it's super humbling to hear, you know, just uh, I know you, but it's like even to hear them all in order is just, it's heavy. And what would you say um, in this part of your story? What, how I will go into more episodes, I think, on chronic health issues and health in general. But for right now, how were how were you able to walk in freedom through all that? Because I, I look at you and I think you are someone that does that. And and so I'd love to I'd love for our listeners to hear more about that. Yeah, and and of course it's hard, and I fail. I've failed and do fail often. But but that this is. To answer your question, that is kind of the last stage that I wanted to address or the last lesson, not the last, and there's many more, but the last thus far. You've arrived. <laughs> oh no. my gosh, don't ever say that now. No, that's like so far from I the know, truth. And I know you would never say that. That's why I said it because it's so funny. <laughs> Could you imagine? I've arrived. That's what we're here to tell you on this podcast. No. We have completely, yeah, and utterly <laughs> wretched sinners. <laughs> I mean the I mean the most recent lesson that I will be and the last one I will be discussing today mm. on my journey um that I'm on to walking in the freedom that God has given us and that is that I have been forced to learn just complete dependence on God in a tangible real way and oh man 
And, and again, it, it didn't, I didn't do it at first, even with all the other lessons God's taught me, I didn't do this at first. And God in his grace, again, he made this lesson so clear to me back in 2019, I had, I came down with this really bad bacterial infection that would not go away. So it just kept morphing into different bacteria. I was being monitored by my excellent doctors that I'd found. It had been identified, but nothing would kill it. And, uh, oh my gosh, I couldn't breathe. It had settled in my lungs. I was in so much pain. You know, every afternoon I was in bed, uh, every morning I had to just hawk up and disgusting stuff and just try and get to the point where I could function. But I still couldn't really walk up the stairs, couldn't talk and walk well at the same time. People were bringing us dinners for months. I mean, it was, this went on from 2019 to, uh, February 2020. And it was February, I don't know, it was like February 10th or 11th or something like that. And I went to one of my excellent doctors in Beverly Hills. And I was like, I cannot do this anymore. Like you have to figure something out. And she looked at me and she put her face in her hands and she says, I don't know what to expletive do anymore. I can't even imagine how that feels to hear that from a doctor. (laughs) No, you're like, no, I'm coming to you for the answer. (laughs) It was, it didn't feel great. Yeah. You know, but in the moment I felt bad for her. So I I was like, of course it's not you. Like it's me. (laughs) The the great dating line. The great dating line. Anyways. And so I remember driving home and being super upset and just crying and I cried out to God and I told him, I give up trying to figure out what to do. I give up trying to fix things. You have to do this. You are the only one who I can depend on. And I said that to him, you know, but then just went, you know, then, then life went on, went on with my day. And a couple days later, went to church and I saw our old pastor, Francis Chan, he was visiting and it was so good to see him. And, and he asked how I was doing. And I told him and, oh my gosh, he stopped. And he prayed for me right then. He put and he boldly prayed for God to heal me. And I walked away and I felt the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was with us powerfully when he was praying. But I realized as I said goodbye and was walking away that many times when I when I pray or someone's praying for me, I'm not praying expectantly. And I sat down in the chairs in our sanctuary and I just repented for my lack of faith. And I just begged God to help me overcome my unbelief. And in that moment, God healed my infection, like legit healed it. My ears started unpopping. My sinuses started opening up. My lungs started opening up. I was... I mean, I was at that. I was that overwhelmed. Is, I mean, still hearing that story gives me chills. I, I, it did not seem real. Mm. At, I, 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 it, I was looking around like a crazy person smiling and, uh, it was, it was overwhelming. And you know what? I, all I can say is that night, that night, no pain woke up the next morning, no pain, nothing in my lungs, nothing hawking up. The infection was gone. It wow. was gone a hundred percent. I went to my doctors. They saw it was legitimate, and he didn't heal my underlying, you know, genetic disorders, etc. So I'll continue to have health problems, and I have since then. But now I know, I know deep in my heart <laughs> that that God sees me and that He hears me and that He's my rescuer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyways, and and I think that something that I do want to just say is that even in times when he hasn't chosen to do a miracle with pain that I've gone through since then, every single time I have cried out to him in faith and in desperation, every single time he has met me. Wow. I mean, that's powerful right there. He doesn't always answer us the way that we want, but he will give us more of himself Yeah, in powerful ways. And when we get more of himself, 
we actually learn to want that more than our, which is just a yeah. kind of a weird backward thing. Yeah, totally. You totally nailed it. That's exactly mm-hmm. what it is. And, and just as I sit here and just think through, you know, the things I've gone through, the things many of our listeners have gone through, you know, just you, Kristen, the things you have gone through, you know, yeah. family deaths, heart, family deaths, heartbreak, marriage struggles, abuse, you know, trauma, exposure to things. You know, I think about even just seeing the horrific things I've seen in this world holding, you know, I've held malnourished babies in yeah. like villages in Africa and just been broken mm. at the reality of the evils and sadness in our world. Um, But what I want to say is that the reality is I have, the more that I've gone through the thing, the way I have gotten to know Jesus is so real and so tangible. And I honest to God would not trade that for anything because he has become my home, my refuge, my, my everything, you know, and today I just want to encourage us all that anything on this earth you know, any distraction that is hindering us, because this is a reminder, you know, that we have to remind ourselves of daily. It's not like a lesson, like, oh, I learned that it's done. Mm-hmm. You know, that anything that's hindering us from intimacy with God, this moment, this day, you know, it's just a joke because there's nothing greater than talking to the creator of the universe and him hearing you. Yeah. So, you know, and like I've mentioned, I just, you know, we'll get into this again in later episodes, but it's just so cool because yeah, God's met me in these like deep, terrible times, but isn't it so cool how he also meets us in just the tiny little things in Amen. life Yes, and just oh, the mundane yes. things that like, why would God even care about this? Yeah, the little things I know, but he does, yeah. you know, and that's our God. He's just so good. You know, he tells us, and I can attest that it's true that if you seek him, you will seek him and you will find him when you search for him with all your heart. And that's the reality of what Abiding Free is all about. So just make sure and tune in next week for, gosh, more truth and more encouragement because we are on this journey together. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you have a second, please share this episode with someone you love. Also, if you could scroll down and rate our podcast and follow us on social media at Abiding Free, this will help us reach more with the message of freedom. Yeah. And then just be sure to join us next week for another episode and know we love and are praying for you.